Well, hello, this is Gary. You're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Well, the plot thickens yet again. The ongoing Trump saga. I can't wait till the day when I can, you know, just have weirdness of Trump be in the extreme back of my mind and not really have to think about him all the time, but because he was he's a very dangerous person. He's currently the President of the United States and there's a great deal of power that we bestow upon that individual. And when that individual is a scary, unethical, immoral, narcissistic sociopath, uh, that could be de very detrimental uh, to the interests and to the lives of many people. You know, there's over 300 million people that live in this country, you know. Um, and Mr. Trump is, is not well, you know. Um, another one of those elephants in the room. If, if, if Mr. Trump was your uncle, not a wealthy guy, but just your uncle, and he, and he talked the way he does and behaved like he does, in public, and he was in his, you know, mid late seventies. You know, th there'd be discussions among the family about what what to do with Uncle Uncle Donnie. You know, do you you you'd try to get the estate or whoever to kind of pay for the cost of putting him in a home? You know, what what do you do with Uncle Donnie? You know, he's not well. Kind of, you know, kind of went down like a rabbit hole of conspiracy theories and stuff, and it doesn't seem to know right from wrong, and doesn't even seem to know what reality is. And so, you know, Uncle Donnie's not doing too well. It's very unfortunate for Uncle Donnie and the family, but in our particular case it's very unfortunate because he's the president of the united states and the commander-in-chief of the united states military but uh... mr trump just recently gave a speech where he indicated that he is not going to honor the results of the election it's you know becoming pretty clear that it's the election is heading pretty good chance of it heading in the direction of a in the popular vote a pretty big overwhelming victory for Joe Biden and um, a pretty you know massive defeat for Trump a, a margin of defeat so great that it's going to be pretty difficult to try to etch out some electoral college victory but it's looking like it may not even come to that like it's looking like the the very long-standing red states will we'll stay red but it'll be a little tighter but those quote-unquote battleground states may end up all going blue you know that the media is trying to present it like it's interesting or like it, I mean like it's still a horse race because that just gets better ratings if uh, you know before it's even October if it's it appears to be a blowout uh, but that's kind of the situation we're in it, you know um, the incumbent is wildly unpopular. He has a, he's in fat, he, he has massive support among the people that support him. 
I mean, so strong support among the people that dig them, which is a minority of the country. So, again, a vocal minority. They listen to everything he says. They believe everything he says. They genuinely think he's righteous and whatever, and they're, they're fully on board, and they'll do just about whatever he says. And some of them have engaged in violence at the request of Trump. You know, some of them have risked their lives to expose themselves to the coronavirus simply because Donald Trump told them uh, that it's not really a big deal or that it's all fake. Amazing thing is, this is after it already came out that Donald Trump, of a recording of Donald Trump admitting several months ago that he was fully aware that it was an airborne illness. This is also fully while those people being exposed to the coronavirus while they're at the Trump rally are watching Donald Trump on stage all by himself. More than six feet away from them. He's fine. He's getting checked every day. He's not exposed to the coronavirus. But the crowd is. Like, why do people need to die? You know? Is it really what it's going to take for MAGA to stop supporting Trump? They're going to have to see their own relatives hooked up to a ventilator before they finally get it? That the coronavirus doesn't give a shit what your political views are? Doesn't care? Doesn't care how young or old you are either. Affects all types of people. You know, the older and people with pre-existing pre conditions and stuff like that are more susceptible of course but people in prime of their life perfectly healthy can succumb to it too and yes some people that were completely unhealthy will somehow get through it too and be totally unfazed by it it's a weird fucking world man you know sometimes it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense you know, there's some people that will just be wildly unhealthy their whole life and they'll live to be a hundred. Some people that will be perfectly healthy and die of a stroke at, before even reaching age 30. But, um... Trump's trying to, what he's trying to do now is to invalidate the election entirely. Because uh, it's clear and obvious that he's wildly unpopular. His base is still with him. But God bless him. God bless the MAGA folk. Don't wish him any ill will. It's frustrating and annoying that so many people are sticking with him. And so enthusiastically so. So proudly boastful of their admiration of such a despicable human being. Who has no shame. There, there's just no shame with Trump. He just doesn't care. And he's so blatant about it. He's kind of the perfect embodiment of the modern-day Republican Party. You know, he reflects what they truly are, you know. Just the kind of uncaring, apathetic, business-first organization. Where it's, and business, in a very particular sense of the word, you know, growing the macro economy, you know. Making sure the people who own the economy get more money. You know, what about the people doing all the work? Eh, 
they're not really concerned with such things. But I guess that's what MAGA likes about Trump, is that he just, he's fully out with it. There's no illusions that he's any, you know, ethically sound, decent, honorable person. You know, he, he's the business villain. You know, he's, he's the person that makes money not by creating jobs or by creating, you know, thriving, thriving organizations, but by doing something quite the opposite, by pretending to. You know, by sort of creating the sort of shell of a company, you know, what sort of looks like a company, at least on paper, and at least maybe even a, some sort of physical structure of some kind. But the entity itself has no specific goal of earning a profit necessarily. It's really to make sure that one individual, one Donald John Trump, uh, earns a personal profit. So if he invests $2 million to create this company, and then he pays himself a salary of $400,000 a month to be the CEO and president, where mostly he just sits in an office and talks on his phone and changes the color of his curtains and such, and doesn't really concern himself all that in the slightest about making sure the company earns a profit. All he has to really do is just make sure the company stays open for a year or two, and then uh, his salary will that he will the company technically would have paid him is more than enough to offset his initial investment of a couple million. Best part, the salary is salary. It, it's not capital gains and it's not um, whatever. It's just salary. It's just wages. His initial investment of $2 million was into a company. Once the company received money from the bank, it increased the value of his particular ownership stake. Once the company went bankrupt a year or two later, it decreased the value of his ownership stake. So he lost, quote-unquote, money. Even though he earned wages, his initial initial two million dollar investment may have become worth as much as whatever thirty million or something because the company was you know received a two hundred million dollar investment of which he owned a certain portion of that company just with that initial investment and then projects at least beginning in some way you know create some certain income potential it creates a certain value an increased value. <coughs> Even if it's all just perceived value, there isn't any really actual thing. Truly, even if it, and even if the actual ending value is far less than what was initially perceived, the potential value, because it's going up, the actual value goes up for the first year or two. But when then that value drops, like when it goes bankrupt, so when his ownership stake goes down, he loses, quote-unquote, money. Because he lost value of his investment. But again, his initial investment is $2 million. His salary is 400000 a month for, say, a couple years. You know, that salary more than offsets his initial $2 million investment. But the loss of his investment value may be enough to offset his income entirely. Because he can claim a loss, even though he didn't really lose any money. 
really. You know, he lost the value in an investment, an initial investment of $2 million that went up to, you know, maybe as much as a $30 million in value, his ownership stake in that said company. But then that ownership stake values went down to far less than $30 million once the company went bankrupt. But in some cases, there was enough kind of skeletal remains of something to, you know, rise out of the ashes of that Trump heap of an organization where the creditors would take it over and kind of refurbish it somehow, rebrand it, and make it better and make it actually into a profitable entity somehow. In some cases. In many cases, there just wasn't anything to work with because the entire concept was flawed. Like Trump vodka and Trump steaks. You know, selling steaks at Sharper Image. The entire marketing and, you know, distribution channel for that particular type of product was all fucked just from the beginning, you know. But that's because he didn't really give a fuck. He was just get his name on something that looks like a legitimate company just to keep his name in the spotlight because it his entire value is really just whether or not people are aware of him or not and then because they're aware of him they're, they're somewhat more likely to if they're in the area where there's a trump thing being sold they maybe they'll buy it just out of curiosity or something i i don't know But he's been kicking it up a notch the last few weeks. He's really getting nervous. Uh, there was a lot of suspicion when he went to the doctor, Walter Reed Hospital, a while back, about what it was. And then he just sort of, on a tweet one day, said I, he didn't have several mini strokes, even though no one said that he had. So that means, you know, maybe he did. You know, I think... Uh, What's the expression? Chickens have come to roost or some shit like that? Like, is that the relevant one? I don't know. But it's like, he's been a really wretched person for many decades now. And he, he did pull off one final great con, but he's trying to double down right now. And uh, I think he's going to be pushing his luck there a bit. Maybe I'm naive to think that, but... Because I am aware that it could... It could get pretty fucking weird over these next six months here. They could get real weird. He could do the honorable thing and just... Well, the most honorable thing for Mr. Trump to do is to resign. Um, and then the Republican Party can scramble to find some reasonable candidate among the ranks. But, you know, <laughs> that's... That is the conundrum right there, though. So, the Republican Party lied to the American people two years ago, or four years ago, back in 20, or what is it, 2016, yeah, um, it was February, um, Justice Scalia passed away, and then March 2016, March of an election year, Barack Obama nominated Justice Garland, who was a moderate, had in the past received approval from, you know, Republicans and Democrats, was a very, you know, reasonable choice for 
um, a Supreme Court justice. Barack Obama was ever the sort of pragmatic, reasonable person, um, you know, ever sort of, you know, okay, challenge this, Republicans, and but they did. Why? Well, because Barack Obama had a D next to his name. Does that seem silly and childish? Well, yeah, it is. But that's what it is. The Republican Party, which controlled the Senate, held up the nomination of Justice Garland under the guise of, well, it's an election year. The election was in November. Barack Obama nominated Justice Garland in March of 2016. Good eight months prior to the election. That's not exactly right around the corner you know it's the better part of a year you know and then the the inauguration itself for the next president wasn't until February so but that was their rationale for not allowing the vote to even happen not allowing the vote why well because then they would be on the record voting no and a perfectly reasonable judge you know it would be kind of on the record. It's one thing to get a, give an interview where you say certain things and just spew bullshit out of your mouth like Mitch McConnell does all the time. Although he does it quite a bit on the Senate floor and just kind of talks out of his ass. He's a, he's a real despicable person. Definitely one not to want to be like in life. Not a role model in any way. A very vindictive, cruel person. Um, this sort of a, a lust for power that can just never be, you know, quenched. He's, uh, you know, but it. Mitch is the, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell's just the kind of same guy he's always been. Just a, just a. It's, it's so bold about it and so kind of in your face about what it is that he represents, and you know, just, just it's no secret. And so now, um, you know, another Supreme Court justice passes away. It's September, not March. It's September that much closer to the election and now again Republicans objection to having a vote on the Senate floor about the Supreme Court justice back in March 2016 was because it was too close to an election some of them even said at the time Lindsey Graham Republican South Carolina he's running against a Democrat and they're in kind of a dead heat right now if you know anyone in South Carolina make sure they vote Democrat Get rid of Lindsey Graham. Goodness gracious, that guy has been in the Senate way too long and is a horrendous, horrendous human being. Has no business representing the interest of the commoner, of the working class person. That just that's that ain't what he's doing. He's not even he's not even trying to pretend anymore. He used to kind of pretend that he cared, but you know he it's kind of. The ship has kind of sailed on that one years ago. 
Four years ago, wasn't that long ago, Lindsey Graham said, and you can use my words against me, if in 2020, after a Republican was elected in 2016, a Supreme Court justice nomination comes available, you can use my words against me. So we can hold up that vote. And that's happening, you know. They're broadcasting the, what the Republicans said in 2016. Does their word mean anything? Do they have any honor? Okay. So if they don't have any honor, then they don't have any honor. <laughs> it doesn't matter what letter is next to their name. But that's the thing to keep in mind, too. <laughs> you know, whatever your loyalties are, whatever your... Whatever your specific justification is as a working class person for voting Republican, what that organization does is cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations. Okay, It creates laws that benefit the ultra-affluent class. You know what the other, the extra little kicker in that thing though is? It's not even like 100% of the affluent class support what the Republican Party does. No. That's that's the extra little the extra little kick there. There's a certain group within the ultra affluent class that pays a lot of money to the Republican Party and to Republican Party candidates to ensure that those candidates vote and create laws that benefit the ultra-affluent class as, as like a whole, you know. Those people giving them money would, they really try in some cases to, to make these politicians create laws that are extremely specific to them. In some cases they, they do, you know. <laughs> um, you know, someone gives Donald Trump a ton of money and then the Republicans approve some sort of bailout for a cruise ship company. Because the guy who ran the company was played golf with Trump a few times and said nice things about him on Twitter or whatever the fuck. You know, um, it's kind of an, they are turning into kind of an in-your-face, kind of overt, big government, oppressive, fascist-style rule government where they don't even give a... They don't even pretend to give a flying fuck about what the working class, what the commoner, what the people as a whole want. And they're kind of in your face now about their willingness to lie, cheat, steal, manipulate. Do whatever they need to do to retain power. The Republicans who control the Senate represent a fewer number of American citizens than the Democrats do who are a minority of the Senate. The Senate is a flawed institution already. Every state gets two. Some states that have, you know, over 50 million people. There's some states that have barely one million. Both states get two. It's a, it, it's one thing, again, when there's only 13 states, you know, or even when it's, you know, there's 20 or so. When you get up to 50, and they're all such varying sizes, 
it's another quagmire that we just never quite fixed and it's yeah you know because it's like what what do you do if there's just a, the right number of people spread out in just the right way so So I think, so if I'm, uh, I had to get various little interruptions when I'm recording my podcast in my house, so there was a few little interruptions there, so if you're seeing and it's, it seems a little more disconjointed than usual, because I'm going to have to run a little errand and get mixed up on the Senate, though. Yeah, the Republicans... They have majority control in the Senate, but they represent about, I forget how many fewer people it is. This, the total population of the states that they represent is about 5 million or something fewer. It might even be a bigger number than the states that the Democrats represent. The Democrats have a minority in the Senate. There's all kinds of other rules that have been created when the Republicans were, uh, when they do have the majority, they really, they... I mean, they they do all kinds of shit, all kinds of shenanigans to kind of uh, retain power, to increase their power, to make it more difficult for, you know, the interests of the people uh, to be properly reflected in the government. Um, yeah, Mitt, Mitch McCall's just a wretched, wretched fuck. I wish Kentucky would stop voting for that guy. Fuck, there's got to be someone better from Kentucky. Two names, two names make me think that there's bound to be in the all of Kentucky someone better than Mitch fucking McConnell. Those two names are Johnny Depp and Hunter S. Thompson, two uh, native Kentuckians. And there's some other famous people, of course, too, in more recent memory, but um, Lincoln back in the old days, but I mean... But maybe we uh, need to, this era is to like experience, flirt as close as we can with fascism to truly understand how precious democracy is. You know. Bless the heart of those Trump folks. Trump 2016, they voted for Trump for whatever reason. There's even this weird, strange, interesting group of people that voted for Barack Obama twice and then voted for Donald Trump. What the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. Sorry, I'm sound mean or whatever. That's just it. It's weird. Why would you do that? <laughs> That's like whoop. You know, we were, we were inching closer. I mean, I get it. Things didn't happen fast enough, but yeah, you got the Republican Party kind of holding up everything. You know, there's this movement to try to get universal health care. And the Republican Party is like, what are health insurance companies going to do? You know, and then they start screaming about death panels and stuff. You know, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, <laughs> and, you know, getting an estate tax going on estates worth more than whatever, 10 million in a year. That's it's not some death panel, you know, you're already dead. You had an estate worth over $10 million. Yeah, the portion above $10 million is going to get taxed a little bit. Okay. 
How many people does that affect? A few thousand a year-ish. You know, millions of people that pass away every year. A few thousand of them have estates worth over 10 million. But Public Party was able to get people all rip-roaring mad about that thing. You know, they, they just have a way of phrasing things in just the right way and playing on people's fears and hatreds and just kind of, you know, allowing them to project onto this other group and to get them to somehow passionately follow the Republican Party. It is, I mean, amazing is the wrong word, because it, it, there is, there is some, but there's something kind of palpable almost about how the power the Republican Party has over so many working class people. There's millions of working class people that genuinely buy into the Republican Party's message when it's such a, a blatant fraud right in front of their face. You know, there's going to be millions of people that are going to vote for Lindsey Graham. Working class people, you know, <laughs> struggling to make it, working paycheck to paycheck. They, they genuinely think that guy, that guy of all the people, he's somehow going to represent their interests. It's like, what are you doing? So I don't know. Trump has to be stopped. He, he, he cannot. It would be nice if he just resigned or the 25th Amendment was invoked. Or he just got impeached again. <laughs> Why not? What, you know, okay, it didn't work the first time. Let's go again. Go now, you know. He, he's not fit. He doesn't seem to care. There's 200,000 people that have died, and he, he's still doing nothing. In fact, he's doing worse than nothing. He's making it worse. He's holding super spreader events. Case counts is rising, and some of them are linked directly to rallies that he's holding you know and he's trying to cut funding to the post office and make it more difficult to vote he's trying to delegitimize all mail-in voting why are there's going to be more mail-in votes because there's a fucking coronavirus why is there a coronavirus because his government did little to nothing when the warnings were sounded and now he's ha holding is is he purposely having super spreader events so that coronavirus will get worse so that there will be an even higher demand for mail-in votes. And even with a higher case count, is his MAGA folks still going to charge into the pollster stations, the voting booths, maskless, yelling and screaming, intimidating voters? That's certainly what Trump wants. And then to try to, you know... That's what he wants to do. He wants his supporters to try to intimidate anyone that's going to vote in person that's wearing a mask, abiding by the social protocol. They're going to be all maskless, yelling and screaming at people, which is against the law to intimidate people that are trying to vote. And then so this will be kind of known prior that this is kind of an ongoing theme in certain locations. So people in those areas that don't want to deal with that shit are going to do a mail-in vote. Trump's going to try to pretend like all those mail-in votes are bad. Or that somehow automatic registering is bad. You have the right to vote in this country. You know? That, that's what it is. You have the right to vote. <laughs> Everyone gets one vote. You get to vote once. Once. Try to vote twice. It's a felony. 
so don't do that. So hopefully as few as people as possible vote Trump. Uh, hopefully that number is really, really, really low. The, the ideal number would be like it used to be in the old days when Trump ran for president, when it was a single-digit percentage, F at all. You know, because when he was back when he was a Democrat, Donald Trump was a Democrat. He ran for president as a Democrat. Donald Trump was a Democrat. The reasons I don't like Donald Trump have nothing to do with his political affiliation. I didn't like Donald Trump when he was a Democrat. Donald Trump was a Democrat. He was also a member of the Reformed Party. Attempted to get their nomination. He attempted to get the third party nomination of the Reformed Party back in the early 90s. But they went with Pat Buchanan instead. So, you know, he, he just kind of bounced around, you know, switching allegiance over the years until he finally found one that's, that worked. He tried the Republican Party a couple times, and this time, this most recent time, 2016, it actually worked. Republican Party was their turn, and uh, they had become more and more apathetic in recent years, and... Yeah, and the people that vote Republican have become more and more loyal to the Republican Party. More and more willing to put up with all kinds of craziness by the people that they vote for. And more and more excuses as to why they would allow it. So, it's a weird time. Hopefully we can do better in November. And hopefully it's a peaceful transition of power. And hopefully that power is transitioned to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Hopefully Joe Biden serves one term. Kamala Harris runs for president. After Joe Biden announces fairly early in his presidency that he will not seek a second term. So Kamala Harris announces her run for president. Seeks a, gets a very good solid progressive as her VP. She serves eight years. During this time, the Republican Party restructures, reorganizes, still sticks around but becomes more what it used to be kind of states rights individual freedom minimal taxation minimal uh, government intervention in people's personal lives and uh, the libertarian and the green party ticket though also start improving in uh, representation and we actually start getting uh, you know more options more actual and so in sometime in the next 20 years or so we have our first president who is not a Republican or a Democrat. Maybe our first independent or even, you know, one of the other ones that's now, you know, Green Party or something. And, uh, yeah, why not? Okay. But for now, September 23rd, 2020, make sure you're wearing your mask in public. Practice social distancing. Be safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.